When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Saul. That's Espo. And uh, we got a lot of stuff in store for you today. Do we? We do. But first and foremost, a real quick reminder we just got an update. We only have about a dozen tickets left to our takeover happening this month when the Suns take on the Kings on January 17th. Two weeks. So no, that was the 16th. 16th? Yeah. 16th. Sorry, 16th. Two weeks from today. Yes. So make sure you get your tickets today by heading over to gophnext.com. If you're a diehard, you do get hooked up on those tickets. And that ticket includes a ticket to the game, of course, and then also pregame festivities out at the Desmond, which include food and some beverages. <laughs> going to be a great time so don't miss out you might say it's a ticket to fun is that what they say <laughs> what they say you might say it probably not but you might <laughs> you could if you wanted is, to yes <laughs> so yeah do that all right uh you guys still want to continue riding the roller coaster because I think we should continue do, riding the roller coaster. Do you mean the, the bowler roller coaster? coaster? I do. I just wanted to make sure you guys <laughs> had the right vibes. Uh, obviously, in last night's game, we got an outstanding performance from Bowl Bowl, and we talked a lot about it in the post-game show, but uh, Coach Frank Vogel and his teammates also had a lot of praise for Bowl Bowl. Here's what they had to say after that performance. Yeah, he's uh, he's been re- working really hard to to – just play the game with discipline, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, low fouls, low turnovers, shot selection, all those types of things. He obviously has a lot of talent and has great, great length. And, um, you know, I thought he played a really solid game. I, he had five fouls, but I thought three of them were bad calls. Yeah, not looking to get fined. <laughs> but he he uh, he played well. I was really happy uh, to get him an opportunity and 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 really happy that he, he took advantage of it and played a hell of a basketball game. I love it, man. You know, he's very... I think the fans love him from the fact that he's a he's a huge being that is very talented, and they love to see him a lot more on the floor. And trust me, we all feel the same way. You know, he's a magnet. I feel like out there, the crowd loves him so much, and that wherever we go, it doesn't matter if he's home or away, um, we're just happy to see him out there too. Uh, he's 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 an unbelievable talent. You know. Um, and our league is all about opportunity, you know, uh, just getting a chance, getting you know, getting minutes, and he can he shows you what he's capable of doing. Now we just have to build on that consistency, obviously, you know, predicated on matchups and things like that moving forward. But Bowles a pro, you know, uh, and he can help contribute to success of a team just like anybody. So, you know, he had an easy double-double during the night. So he's uh, he's more than capable. Well, we, we've seen him a lot behind closed doors, and he knows the things we want him uh, working on in terms of how we, how he plays and, you know, his reaction and execution of our system. And, um, you know, he's uh, he's one of those guys that in the, in the pickup games, we continue to watch and evaluate. You know, they're not uh, pointless games just to stay in shape. 
you know, we're coaching them uh, through those things. And he's, uh, he's strung together a really solid few weeks, you know, in, in some of those pickup games. And, uh, you know, when he plays with discipline, uh, his talent is able to shine. All right. So obviously a lot of nice things to say about Bull Bull. One of the things that stood out was Beal saying, obviously, that our league is all about opportunity. And we knew it would be tough for Bull Bull to get a lot of opportunity with this team because of the aspirations that they have this season. But he took advantage of them last night. The question I have for you is, do you think he will continue to see opportunities? And do you think he can capitalize on them in the ways in which he did last night? Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough. It's it's easier to play somebody against the Portland Trailblazers who were not very good um, and were depleted than it is, let's say, tomorrow night against the Clippers. So I think it's going to be situational. I do think he's going to get more opportunities against subpar teams. And I think however he performs in those opportunities will dictate if he gets bigger and more high-profile high opportunities moving forward. So I think that's where I'm at with him. Yeah, for me, it was simple. It was math last night. Katie's out. Uh, Drew Eubanks has obviously fallen so far out of the rotation uh, that he's on that last seat on the bench like Bull Bull was. So uh, he, he got minutes because of that, and he took advantage of him. So I think he'll be given a chance Probably not in the Clippers game unless there's some something's gone wrong or really well. I don't think we see Bull Bull for any major minutes against the Clippers, but I think he's earned an opportunity, whether it's because of injury or a lesser opponent, to get in there uh, and try to continue to prove himself. Because right now, that backup <clears throat> center role is wide open. You don't, I mean, really, you don't have a backup center. Right now, you got three guys that are going to have to fight for minutes there, and it may be have, have to be something you address. So Yeah. So I want Bull Bull to get some more opportunity, and I want Bull Bull to succeed. However, I have some hesitations, I think you could say, because um, in the chat, Ted had brought it up. Bull Bull doesn't sound like he's been the most motivated player over his career. They said maybe that's changing. He's still a young person, and that very well could be the case. And we've talked about this numerous times that sometimes you just need the right place with the right people around you for things to really click. But it's not like he hasn't had some opportunity in the NBA with Orlando. He got a pretty good amount of run. I think he averaged, what, like 20 minutes, 22 minutes a game when he played for them. So it's not as though he hasn't been given opportunities within the NBA. It's just a matter of if this is the right place for all of those things to finally come together in the best way possible to really give him the chance to fully form what his game looks like and what he brings night in and night out. Yeah, I mean, but I have hesitations about how much you can rely on Bobo. Yeah, I mean, he got opportunity in Denver to in Orlando. That was probably his best chance and they still wound up cutting him. So uh, I I think motivation probably is a big part. But like we've heard, iron sharpens iron is Mm -hmm. what the sons have have talked about and, and maybe being around. Katie and and Book and Beal and these these guys, maybe that helps change it. I don't I don't see that, but maybe. I mean, maybe. Uh, like again, I know people are so so high on Bull right now. They just they really want him to succeed. But I 
I have to preface it by saying this. Yes, please. That's fair. You need to lower your expectations on Bull Bull. It would be fantastic if over the course of the year he found himself in the rotation because of his length, his versatility, but I he's still got quite a ways to go. Again, I think the development in this year for him is the most important. Like, can he develop with these guys enough to become a viable, reliable option off the bench? You need reliability. Yeah. And Bowles' knock is he's been far too unreliable and far too inconsistent um, through his career. And that's that's been the major knock on him. Mm-hmm. So if he provides some reliability, he's going to find himself in those games far more. But – up until this point, it's been a it's it's been a chore. Yeah, yeah. The, the chat's on one. Can we uh, can we scroll up to Jeremy's comment here? Jeremy says, "I'm not bowled over by him yet. Maybe <laughs> I need a minute." Uh, that's fun. And then Eli's saying yeah, that he's calling it bowl bowl. We'll get a triple double before the season is over. Uh, I want whatever whatever he's having. All right, uh, because that's uh, it's called the pipe. Yeah, that's uh, that's it's a bowl of something uh, for sure. I will say, regardless of what happens um, and, you know, having lowered expectations or just hesitations when it comes to Bulbul, I will continue to still celebrate any wins that he has throughout the season for himself personally, of course, the team as a whole, um, because it is fun to be able to cheer for those guys. And I know that it's hard to make it in the NBA, even as a rotational player. Like, it's tough because your minutes fluctuate all the time you're asked to be ready but you're not entirely given the stability to stay ready so i understand it's a tough task so regardless of what we end up seeing from bobo for the remainder of the season with the suns we will still celebrate any opportunity we can and of course have fun with it like we did last night too speaking of having because it was a blast we do play the clippers tomorrow and i like mike d's (laughs) comment in the chat says uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, stripper fans been talking very spicy. LOL. Tomorrow is going to be a movie. <laughs> I like the fact that you just call them the strippers. Uh, I don't. Is that a, is that a James Harden? Of course reference? it is. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure there are certain individuals very excited that James is in town. Right All now. they need is lemon pepper Lou, and they would have the full <laughs> gamut. <laughs> Lindsay's not touching any. No, no, nope. not. N- no Magic City fans in the house? <laughs> there you go. Get the ones ready. We it's going to be a fun night at football. We got a two-cam Oh, my God, that would be so awesome. As soon as Harden throws a bucket, you just throw some ones on the court. It's, instead, of the, instead of the hundreds, it's just some dude counting ones while he's shooting free throws. Oh, my Damn goodness it. gracious. Damn bought tickets for tomorrow night. Uh, Saul's getting somebody cooked out of the footprint and set up for <laughs> shenanigans tomorrow. We do have a super chat from Frank. Thank you, Frank. They said, all Bull needed was a chance. Manute lives again. See, I think that's one of the hard parts about being Bull Bull is that you you can't help who your dad is. You know what I mean? And so there's always going to be some level of an unfair setback, if you will, as far as the comparison goes, the expectation. Uh, I feel like it's just one of those things. It's just it comes with the name. I don't think it's quite like that. Like, I don't think people look at Manute Bowl and say that, like, he was a phenomenal player or a horrible player. I think he was just 
he was a, a different player at the time because of his length, his height. He he was able to shoot the three. Yeah. He hit six against the Suns for crying out loud. Um, but I don't feel like he set an unreasonable bar. I feel like Bowl Bowl's relatively same, the same as his dad, almost identical. The only thing he hasn't done is had that six three point game. That's it. Like other than that, everything else is about the same. Wildly inconsistent. Okay, from time to time, could block a lot of shots, but he also got in foul trouble. He was also a mismatch for physical guys. Like it, it was just, it's just like father, like son. He needs his, bo- or he needs his uh, uh, Mugsy Bogues, so he can get that uh, that same <laughs> photo. That you remember that one oh, from yeah. the bullets? Oh, yeah. Like, uh, look, I don't know that there's an added pressure because of who his dad is. I think the added pressure is that people look at him and he's such a unique specimen physically and and the way he plays the game that I think that comes with an an odd amount of pressure but also it's got to be exhilarating at times too and he's such a a unique individual I mean we laughed at the when when the ball was going out of bounds and he looks like he's going to dive and then he just stops. He puts his hands on his hips as the other guy (laughs) dives out of bounds for it or after the game on the post game interview where he had to fold himself in half uh, to, to actually uh, reach Amanda Flugrad. They're interviewing him. Like there's just, and that photo for media day, like there's just these, these little things (laughs) that he's not even trying to do, but that make him, fan friendly in in Mm -hmm. certain ways i think that's where the weird pressure is for this uh, you know how victor wambiyama dressed as slender man for halloween every time i look at manute bull i think jack skellington bull bull or manute bull bull sorry yeah Yeah. he he i feel like he's jack skellington you know long legs long limbs and depressed because he wishes halloween was on christmas All right. Well, that's enough of the bowler coaster for today. Uh, We wish him the best of luck and we'll see if he continues to get opportunity from Frank Vogel or not. But tomorrow the Suns will take on the Clippers and you can get ready for that by stopping at the store and picking up some Michelob Ultra. Take some time to enjoy life. Happiness is essential to living an exceptional life. And Michelob Ultra is a refreshing and balanced flavor that only has 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Damn. They also That's what have, I like as a fat guy. Only 95 calories. That's not bad at all. They also have a ultra organic seltzer essential collection. Mm. And they are made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So you know it's always going to have a refreshing and superior taste. And those are only 90 calories, and they have zero sugar added. So head over to MichelobUltra.com to find out how you can win superior NBA prizes to find a Michelob Ultra near you. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. And crack a couple open tomorrow because we're going to be watching the game along with you for our watch-along and uh, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Oh. Oh, it's Friday. No, it's the is tomorrow not the fifth? Oh, excuse me, Friday. Tomorrow's, Tomorrow's the third. I'm so off on my on the fifth. I was like tomorrow. Friday. Have, we're, we're, have you already started indulging in these Michelobos? It's only two days into the year. I'm so confused <laughs> after working back to back days on on holidays and the whole week. Of, yeah. January first. The fifth. January second. 
That's Friday. Oh, Espo's ready for 2025. But you can, you can uh, prepare now. You can have Michelob Ultra tomorrow, and you can have it on Friday when we have a watch along. I'm and drinking it tomorrow, too. And when there you, you do that, you can also grab some snacks. At Circle K. Hey. You can get both Michelob Ultra mm. and the snacks Don't at you, Circle baby. K. One-stop shop. And, of course, you can join their Inner Circle Rewards. It's a brand-new free membership program where you get lots of perks like saving 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. You save on gas every day after that as well. And they love giving out freebies and coupons and a bunch of goodies. So make sure you sign up today. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. So we don't know for certain whether or not Bull Bull will continue to get opportunity, but it sounds as if... Frank Vogel is really trying now that the big three are back and we're headed towards the back half of the season, but he's really trying to iron out his bench rotation. Here's what he had to say about it. Yeah, just keep learning each other. You know, I mean, having Brad back is uh, is, is beyond welcome, uh, but there is a, an integration piece of, of guys still learning each other and, you know, knowing when to pick spots uh, to be aggressive, to, you know, to... Um, you know, to facilitate, you know, all those types of things. And we're still, uh, we're still a little too um, unsettled with our role players, you know, and who, who's earning those minutes, you know? So, uh, you know, I'd like to get that settled uh, as quickly as possible. Um, but with guys been in, in and out, we haven't been able to do that. So um, the biggest thing is just, uh, you know, those guys learning each other and um, continue to grow in our system. So it seems like that might be why we've seen a little bit more of some other guys uh, lately, like Saban Lee, uh, Yudoka Zabuki, and even Bol Bol. He's probably trying to give another opportunity to all these guys to really showcase what they have, what they can bring to the table, and maybe even test out a little bit of how they have bonded and built chemistry with some of the starters on the team as well, because I think that's a big portion of this that will kind of go into it. Like, do we see Chemezi Metu have really good chemistry with Bradley Beal in the ways that we've seen some guys have really good chemistry with Devin Booker or Kevin Durant? Like, what does that all look like to set this team up in the best way possible? I mean, we saw that a little bit last year uh, when <clears throat> Kevin Durant and Jock we're on, this, yeah. on the court together. They seem to have an instant connection right mm -hmm. off the bat. You don't know what players feel comfortable with what players until you throw them out there in the middle of a game. And there's one thing about being familiar and, and comfortable with a guy in practice versus getting out there on the actual court and, you know, different players, different systems are attacking you and how you manage that with another player. Like some guys just – listen, I, I in the course of my young playing career back in the day – there were certain guys where it just felt like there was like this mental, you know, connection where we just knew where the other guy was going to be or how he was going to, you know, uh, react to certain situations. And you don't know that until you get into those games. And so I, I'm, I, I like what Frank is doing. It's different than what Monty did. We used to complain about Monty because his rotations were wildly all over the place. But that's because we got to game 70 and he was still doing the same stuff that he did in game number one. Yeah. You can't do that. At some point, you got to find some consistency. So right now in the first 40, 50 games of the season, you do that. The last 30, it's all about tightening it up and making sure that you're getting the chemistry where it needs to be. Guys are feeling comfortable. And more importantly, 
guys know what the role is going to be in the fluidity uh, in the fluidity of the game and the rotations because that's what gets them comfortable. If you fuck with that, that's when you run into issues with all the other players outside of your big three, and you do not want that this year. Well, and Frank's had to deal with so many injuries too mm-hmm. that it's forced his hand into into odd rotations, not just injuries to the top guys, but you've seen Little out and Okogi out and, and um, a bunch of guys struggle here. So, uh, but yeah, I think we're starting to get closer to that time. I think right after All-Star, Frank's got to kind of have that pretty good idea of who who his top 10 are and lock it in and build that chemistry be- between this group because we saw if you don't, if you don't build that, it doesn't just magically come uh, come playoff time, and that's that's what happened last year. You kind of ran out of the uh, out of runway to build that chemistry with the group after the trade for KD, and you couldn't get it done. So, so he needs to shorten those. And I think we're starting to get a good idea. I think there's a couple spots that it may keep jockeying for position, but I think we're pretty close to guys that are going to be in his rotation. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Who are you guys thinking are for sure shoe-ins? Who do you think is still kind of a fringe? And uh, is there a situational type of a and a thing where maybe if we need more size, we'll turn to this person, or if we feel like the team is smaller, we can stick with this? What, what are your thoughts on the rotation thus far? I know we've only seen a few games with the big three in action and healthy, but... This How are you feeling? Is, this is assuming the big three are healthy. Yes, assuming okay. the big three are healthy. And, and I'm going to assume Grayson Allen is your fifth. That's who I would put That's who in I the would fifth put spot too. as well. Been, yeah. yeah. So. so so with those five locked in, uh, I would say Gordon is the only one right now that has got a locked in position. You can make an argument for Shemezi because he's been, he's played quite a bit in the last 15 games, but I, I could see a scenario where things might shift a little bit when Nas – comes back and if he plays at the the level that he's shown to be capable of from time to time. Outside of that, it's kind of a wild card. Mm-hmm. Everything's up in the air. Uh, Josh Okogie's been inconsistent. Goodwin's been inconsistent. Yuta, Eubanks, KBD, they've all been wildly inconsistent. You don't know what they're going to get from them. So outside of those five, I would say Gordon is for sure a lock. Mezzi's right there on the verge of being a lock, and then it's everybody else. Yeah, for me, it's Gordon, Metu, whoever – the backup center is because I think you got the three guys battling for that, but you have to have somebody that's stepping in uh, when Nurk's off the court. Little and Akogi right now feel like the guys that that are in his rotation. But I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a prediction. It is a it is a Tuesday, so we'll kind of throw this in a trade machine Tuesday. I think Gordon or Allen, one of the two, is is dealt. So, I don't think it'll be at, I I dude, doubt you trade Allen, Grayson but, Allen in this. But fan here's base the thing: I, right as much as I don't want to see him go, isn't he the only one who's not locked up past this season? Yes. And he, isn't it a tough situation but, at the very least to but, figure out a path to to having him on this team after this season my, because of the financial? Well, you have yes. his rights, so you can resign him. But my question is: Okay, you can trade Grayson Allen, but you could only trade Grayson Allen for something that is significantly going to help you this year because there is a very it's a very hard argument to trade somebody who's been this important to this team so far just because you're trying to get rid of a guy that whose contract is expiring you got to get something bona fide 
in I return. Agree. So it would, it, to me, if you packaged like a Grayson Allen with a Nasir Little, for instance, that would create a, that that's that's a significant amount of salary right there. That might be able to get you a high level, you know, fifth starter. Um, but that high level fifth starter has got to be better than Grayson <clears throat> Allen. Otherwise, why do it? I agree. And, and part of my thought, though, is Gordon can give you a percentage of what you're getting from Allen. But if you could solidify, whether it's that backup center spot, if you feel like you need to get a, a ball, a, a true point guard off that bench, something like that, I feel like there's a move that's still going to happen with this roster because there's we're starting to see, now that we've seen the big three, we see him going, there are some some holes that need to be filled, and you're going to have to get creative to fill them. Uh, and really, to me, the only the only overlap on this roster is potentially one of those two guys could, uh, you know, could fill the role that the, uh, the other would leave behind. And I think you're going to have to decide, are we okay having some of these holes and trying to run with this, or do we need to try to fill some of those and as we know you got to give something to get something and so that i just i look at this and i still feel like the, the no, rotation's uneven i fully understand what you're saying because even though i agree 100 percent with the chat that it would be devastating if grace and allen was traded and i understand oh. why you don't want grace and allen to be traded I'd be there more is a scenario that exists where it makes sense for grace and allen to be included tell me not for the Suns necessarily like a one for one but because he is expiring because he is a valuable asset people somebody what might be willing to spend a little bit more to get Grayson Allen is what I'm saying maybe but they so can if, only... you, if it was you felt like whoever it was coming coming back in return was valuable enough and the the final piece of the puzzle was including Grayson Allen. I could see a situation where the Suns might consider it. But, I get it. But I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying you, I could see it. There's okay. For instance, if we want to play this game, I'll play this game. There's one guy out there that I would be extremely happy with trading Grayson Allen and Nasir Little. Fuck, even Eric Gordon, all three of them at the same time for, and that's probably like Larry Markkinen. That's the type of guy you would need in return to replace a Grayson Allen because Grayson does so many things for you uh, on on this side of the court, on both sides of the court. Defensively, he's nowhere near, uh, you know, anemic. He he can hold his own on defense. He's very crafty. He's a he's an intelligent basketball player, and also he's a he's versatile on the offensive side. He doesn't need to get a ton of shots up, but he's a very good shooter. Mm -hmm. He can facilitate for you. He's a smart player. Like he keeps, he's he's kind of that glue guy that kind of keeps everything going. Um, I, it's just going to be very hard to replace a guy like that. So unless you package something like that, which I don't even know if it's possible because I haven't looked at the numbers. I don't think you it's would enough, you no. would need you would need something that caliber in return. Otherwise, and I don't see that guy out there. I don't. I don't see another guy out there like that. You're not going to trade him for like a T.J. McConnell. No. You're not going to trade him for you know some scrub. You need somebody that's going to replace what he's providing to you right now and more. And that, I mean that, that's my point. But when you look at this rotation, do you feel like it's good enough when when you're looking at it? Because we thought backup center was was filled when they made their moves. This offseason, it's obviously not. No. It's not in, in any way, shape, or form. So are you okay playing super small 
come the playoffs because that might be the reality of it. You know, Azubuke is not going to be available for the playoffs unless you convert uh, him. Unless you convert him. Mm-hmm. So, like, there, there's holes. And that's my simple point. And I'm not... I, We're I not don't advocating want the, for Grayson no, Allen to get traded. And I don't want the chat to... <laughs> feels like that, no, right? I don't want the chat all. to misconstrue. I'm not saying Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen are the same player. I'm saying Eric Gordon could step in and give you some of that three-point shooting that Grayson Allen gives you if you have the ability to make your team better as a whole. I mean, I, and I don't know that there is necessarily that move out there, but I just don't... I look at the rotation right now, and I feel like there's holes that maybe we didn't anticipate that you're going to need to either address or accept are going to be a deficiency as you go along. I Yeah, I, I just don't know if the return... Here's here's what I would say. I feel like if you traded Grayson Allen, let's just say, let's just say these guys existed on other teams. Let's just say Nasir Little, KBD, those types of guys existed on other teams. That's I think that's the kind of return you're looking at in order to fill some of the holes that you have. And when you look at those players specifically, would you make that trade? You know what I mean? Well, like just to fill some holes. I don't know if I would do that. I think I would just take my chances with the six guys. And 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 run with it and see what happens because Grayson Allen I feel like gives you a better opportunity than filling a couple other holes that might not really raise your your team level as much but you know you have some some bench depth it would have to be the kind of something like the kind of move that L A made to really fortify things last year that took them from middling playing yeah. team to the Western Conference Finals where maybe. Maybe there's not that one name that makes you go, oh, wow, yeah, but you get enough talent where it fills so many different things. I don't think it will happen, mm-hmm. but I'm just looking at it and going, that's the one chip you mm-hmm. would have, you'd have you have to play if you're going to try to fill your rotational needs. I mean, basically what the Lakers did was they traded for uh, their, a guard, and they got uh, why, why am I, oh, Russell, D'Angelo Russell. Vanity. They got Vanderbilt, and then they got Rui Hachimura. Those three are are solid players, and that's the kind of haul you would need to try and replace what you have right now. And I just don't think Grayson Allen would, first of all, would warrant that. I don't Probably think a team would, would would try to do that. And also, I think trading Grayson Allen at this point, unless I've unless I don't know something behind the scenes. I think everybody on that team really likes Grayson Allen. No, yeah, they uh, do. I think they really vibe with him. I think they – I know Kevin Durant specifically loves Grayson Allen because he knows he can trust him. Mm-hmm. And I think all those players trust him. So, I, man, if they traded Grayson Allen – here, I'll say this. If they traded Grayson Allen, we riot. <laughs> we riot. <laughs> I mean, it, from what it sounds like, It would be like, worse than trading Mikael Bridges people. and Cam Johnson. Okay. Okay, what if I told you he's definitely not Maybe a not little re-signed. aggressive there. Yeah, he's my sweet baby angel, well, okay. Lindsay. Well, what if I told you he definitely wasn't going to resign? Does that change the equation? Not for this year, no. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. Am that's I, the hard part with all of this. Yeah, I, and am I all in this year or am I looking this is a two-year window? There's a lot of things. But when, I was, when we were going through this exercise and looking at the rotation – I'm not as comfortable as I once thought I was going to be with with some of this depth, and and I keep mm-hmm. going back to it. But that center position, you know, it, it concerns the hell out of me right now because you're already a small team, and now you have no legitimate backup center. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, all I know is that I know that one guy in the chat hit the nail on the head for me. They said, as long as we get Tory Craig back by the end of the trade deadline, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> that will never not be funny to me. So I will always make that. They joke, traded no for Tory what. Craig again. I would die. I would lose it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Somebody in the chat just said, "Oh, here, uh, hell damn guy says, Espo, stop trying to sell our assets while we're in the middle of a of a ring run." My point is to try to fortify your ring run. Like I'm not like, hey, can we get like three second round picks for Grayson Allen? Because I'm not, I'm not running some auction here to sell whatever isn't uh, you know nailed down to the floor. I'm, I'm pontificating about how you actually get a more well rounded lineup. Here. Yeah, and I think it was a conversation that we were going to have to have at some point in time, at least leading up to the trade deadline and. You know there will be Trade Machine Tuesdays happening in the near future. And I'm sure Gerald or someone will cook up a trade that probably has Grace no, in it. No, don't even try it. He's untouchable. It's, He's untouchable. I'm just saying. The, the list of untouchable players goes Grayson Allen, oh then it's God. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker. You're on flex <laughs> Chemezi Metu time right now, man. But to be fair uh, to your point, so I put a poll in the chat, is Grayson Allen untouchable in trade talks? It's early, but 80-20 say yes. Wow. You guys I mean, get listen, it. I you get, it. get it. Grayson Allen's been playing really well for us, and it was a added bonus that it was a surprise that we – I think – because we all thought we weren't going to like him. And then immediately Not he all. flipped that script on us. And Not now all. we're just like, we love this guy. What do you mean? Saul Bookman has been Grayson Allen fan day one. As soon Are as he was sure? traded, you love I was so on board. Much. I was on board with the Grayson Allen trade from the very second it happened. Are you sure? Go back and look at the tape. I would, but I don't want to find it. So, <laughs> well, listen, we'll see. All I know for certain is that with our friends over at BetMGM, sports are a heck of a lot more fun. And right now, they've got a $1,500 first bet offer for you when you sign up using that promo code PHNX. So all you got to do is place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the sport the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10. And if that bet loses, your bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. Again, that bonus code is PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Suck it, Ontario. Kara gets it. She says, I'm down for the riot. <laughs> you damn right. Listen, I think you're going to have at least, from my, my uh, early math here, at least 16 people will join you. I'm, I'm That's enough. That's a lot. That's enough. We That's can loot. Let's go. <laughs> I need a New Jersey anyway. Let's go. Lord have I, mercy. I got, I got your deal. We don't condone that language <laughs> or those actions. Why are they writing? Because they treated Grayson Allen. Well, isn't that weird? <laughs> Grayson for Alex Caruso and Tori Craig. Done. No. Zero. <laughs> you get you get your you get your your uh, Walmart Grayson Allen and you get Tori back. No, I, I wouldn't do up. that either. <laughs> 
Um, all I know, Saul, is if Grayson Allen does get traded, we'll make sure oh that you're God. stocked and ready with all the OGs. I'm gonna have to take a whole bag. So that way you can find your zen, you can sleep through the night without waking up from nightmares. Whatever it needs, we got you covered with our friends over at OGs. OGs makes the best cannabis-infused gummies. There is something for every moment and a flavor that will uh, be just as delightful as the effects. To learn more about OGs gummies and where you can find them, head on over to ogsbrands.com. Dude, Ryan always has some of the fucking most clever chats. Ryan is so he says, sassy. Storm Fiesta Mall, please. You know, you know how easy that would be? It's gone. It's flat. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's all gone. So we can storm uh, the hell out of that. And it's oh, going to be no. easy. I saw it because I saw a video where they like some kid, somebody like broke into oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, they like, over the last three months, that thing is gone. It's damn. flat ground. Yeah. Uh, GoTo Tech Review says, let's talk about who's out of the rotation. Eubanks here. Yeah. Um, Eubanks, KBD, maybe KBD's, has a little light, sign of life. He got a little glimpse right. yesterday, got a little spark, so maybe he's back. I don't Yuda's know. out. Teo's yeah. out. We haven't seen him. Who? Teo Maladon. <laughs> I was excited to see what maybe we got, but I haven't seen it yet. I, so. I think uh, Yuda's mostly. Yeah, I think Saban got his uh, his minute in the sun. I really thought you over. just made up a player. <laughs> you may know him as Theo. I was like, is he on on Game of Thrones? <laughs> Theo Maladon. It does sound like that right? kind of a name. It does. Yeah, it's a legit name. House Maladon. All right, guys. Uh, New Year. New look suns, hopefully, from what we've experienced over the last week or so. I want to quickly look at the standings and kind of set some expectations for the remainder of this season, uh, specifically looking at the Western Conference here, because no one team, in my opinion, has obviously Minnesota is at the top. They're 24 and eight. And then Oklahoma City is second with 22 and nine. But I don't think any team, at least that anybody really expected, has just come out of the gates like a well-oiled machine. And there hasn't been a little bit of variation from night to night within this. No. Yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place in the West. Uh, can we go back to that graphic, please? I Here, I think the Suns right now, as they're playing currently, not as, as they improve, just as they're playing currently – I think they'll end up catching at least Dallas, New Orleans, Sacramento. I think that yeah. I feel comfortable saying that. Well, I think you could throw in the Lakers, too, because the Lakers are just one win ahead of Sacramento right now. But they have the same amount of losses. That's the Clippers. The Clippers buddy. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. The Clippers. Yeah. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. But I'm just talking <laughs> about how they're currently playing. Uh, I think by the end of the season. The Suns will be a top four seed. I have no doubt that 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 will happen. And listen, Minnesota, Minnesota, Oklahoma City. It's a great story. It's cute. That's cool. But Minnesota is the only one that's been battle tested so far in terms of at least a little bit of playoff experience and the play in and stuff. So they know what to expect to a certain degree. Oklahoma City has no idea. There's not there's not a single player on that roster right now that's been through the playoff grind. I'm interested to see how they react when they finally get to the playoffs because it is a different animal. And yeah. I can easily see them going from, hell, they can go all the way to the Western Conference Finals to being eliminated in the first round. Mm -hmm. I have no idea. I, but Shea's a boss. Two, I will say that. Two of the top four teams right now will not be there when it's all said and done. I it, It's some combination of Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and, and the Clippers. I, I'd love to tell you – 
Denver's not going to be there, but I think one of those three or two of those three won't be in the top four when we get to the end of the season. They'll be in the playoff picture, but I don't think they'll be top four. I think the Suns have a very good chance uh, of getting up there. I think Sacramento is definitely still in the mix, and Dallas has had a little bit of a rough go of it without uh, without Kyrie, but I think they, uh, again, as much as I hate to say it, have have a shot at that top four uh, as well. So I think there's a lot that's still going to shake out there before before this is all said and done. And I think we'll see a couple moves before the deadline that might change the complexion of the West too. There's just there's a lot of good talent, a lot of assets in the West that could be moved for a Pascal Siakam or whatever uh, the the flavor of the month is going to be as we get closer to that early February trade deadline. So I think there's going to be a lot of movement. In the West. Well, and I think with the health too of this squad that hopefully knock on wood, touch metal, whatever your thing is, um, sustains for majority of the rest of the season, like we could easily see the Suns start stringing a slew of wins together. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got four right now, but it wouldn't surprise me if we had four, five, six, seven wins in a row, a loss, another four, five, six, seven in a row. I think that would be something that was easily, not easily, but realistically is is achievable yeah. with this squad moving forward, mostly with health staying pretty solid. Yeah. yeah I mean, every team on here has a weakness mm-hmm. and that's for the Suns, it's depth. Okay. Um, OKC is experience. You know, Minnesota, I just don't think that they have enough firepower all the way around to be able to, like Anthony Edwards is going to have to play his A game every game in the playoffs in order for them to win most of those games. Outside of that, you know, they, they're they a good, good team. That's the thing that makes you feel comfortable if you're a Minnesota fan is that they are a good team. But uh, I don't know if I trust it so much. It, it, it very much gives me, you know, uh, what's a good uh, Utah Jazz Circa yeah. 2003 vibes when they it, lost it, to the Warriors Atlanta, in the first round. That, yeah, that, that really good team, good regular season team. Yeah, flawed at times when it comes to the playoffs. Exactly. Um, Sacramento, I just, I just don't believe in them because I don't feel like they have enough uh, front court dominance. Um, I know Sabonis is good, but he's also kind of a a, a, a mid sized center, and I don't know in the playoffs you just can't rely on that too much. So that's what that's what got them last year. They just didn't have that. And so but I do think the trade deadline this year is probably going to be the most important trade deadline we've ever seen because one little shift, one little move can take a team difference. from like 6 all the way to the top. Like if the Lakers made a trade and somehow got Siakam or even the Warriors. Right now the Warriors there's no chance in hell they're making the playoffs. Zero chance. But if they made a move and got Siakam that would that would vault them a little bit. Uh, they they might end up trading Draymond Green because they might not be in for the drama anymore, and they might want to see what they could get in return for him. And I think they might be able to get a decent haul depending on the team that they might trade him to. So there's a lot of things that are out there right now. I know the Lakers are supposedly like big players in the trade market this year because they get they know they got to shore up some, a few things. They can't just rely on LeBron and AD. It's not going to work. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I'd argue the Knicks have already made that first move that changes a million percent. the power dynamic. And in they're the just East, starting. At least. Yeah. And they're just starting. I mean, so I think there's a lot that's going to shake out. I still think Chicago blows it up. I would not be shocked if, if New Orleans 
drops a few more before the deadline if they make a move. Still wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta decided to come play ball. Yeah, because they're blow, still blow. in that weird in betweener spot where it's like, at what point do we mm-hmm. try and make a move that gets us one way or the other? Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. there's a yeah. couple teams that could be sellers. Well, and uh, what are we? Sure. We're we're like four or five weeks away from the deadline. It's yeah. early, early February. So, I mean, I I think that New York uh, Toronto deal really was the the start of these moves are going to start trickling in as we get closer. Oh my gosh, them. you just got me excited because okay. I forgot all about what we're about to fire up on Tuesdays. Oh now, Lindsay, oh Trade Machine yeah. Tuesday. Let's go. I'm not ready. Trade Machine Tuesday. I mean, I'm going to make sure we have one that has Grace and Allen in every single one. You're almost going to have to. They're, what other pieces <laughs> are you trading to get it? Hey, we'll deal you Bo Bull and Yuta Tabusi for, or Yuta Watanabe. I'm sorry, what did you just say? Yuta Tabusi was the guy Jesus. from 20, uh, 20, oh, or 2004 uh, who played for the team, the first year. <laughs> so, uh, All right. If you well, deal him, that's great I thought, you, I thought you said Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so... Knowing the deadline is just around the corner, we've gotten to see this team a little bit with the big three healthy. What are your expectations? Let's just say through the trade deadline, not the rest of the season, just from now until the trade deadline has come and gone. Just play 75% basketball, like win 75% of your games from here on out until you get to the trade deadline. Um, Continue to evaluate these players and figure out what you have. If nothing else, you're showcasing them for other teams. And really... You got you. What you have to do is you have to identify what you need, and then you have to figure out whether or not, via trade or the buyout market, you're going to be able to shore up some of your weaknesses. That those are the only two places you're going to be able to do it because obviously you can't do any free agency stuff until the offseason. So, well, I think buyout market might wind up being your best where friend. you're really having to having to play, and you have your limitations there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, look, I need health. Because you're not going to know anything if they're not healthy. You're going to not have a, a clear picture of what you're doing. Uh, and, and yeah, you need you need to – I want to see him play as a bouquet. Maybe give Eubanks one last shot at it. Maybe try Bull Bull at the backup center. Figure out what you have there. Try to understand, does your system require a true backup point guard? Or with Beal back, is it good enough – to to carry uh, carry through like this is this is a serious evaluation time i think they i think they will uh continue to win as long as there's health because they've shown that there's there's a different level uh now that that beals back in with this group but you gotta figure out a hell of a lot of what's going on don't forget they have trade uh, exceptions too so if somebody's looking to get off something you might be able to find uh, smaller pieces, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting trying to understand what they have because we yeah. don't have a clear picture. And those those trade exceptions are increased this year, and next year they decrease. So, so you, you have to them. take advantage of it now. And you can't package them together. No, no. Um, so we have about five weeks and two days before the trade deadline on February eighth, I believe it is this year. So I would say. For me, my expectations would be over the next week and a half to two weeks, you can still continue to play around a little bit with the rotations, figure out exactly what the chemistry looks like now that you've got the full big three out there. And then the final three weeks, I think it would be nice to see 
Um, the rotation's pretty much completely ironed out. Like, don't tinker as much. And just for those three weeks, play what you think you might have to play when it comes playoff time so that you know exactly what moves need to be made before that deadline. So you have about two weeks to tinker still, three weeks to really let it kind of come together, that whole group gel and build up their chemistry so you know exactly what it is that you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Inefficiencies or your your issues are. Yeah, Yeah. deficits. Thank you. Just a random thought. Again, it's Tuesday, and we're you know we might as well have some trade fun. Uh, Nasir Little and one of the minimum contract guys. Uh, if you could convince Houston uh, of that package for Jock, would you try to bring Jock back as your backup center? A million percent. The team loves him. He played A well against percent. Jokic. A like, million percent. But and and I, his is, he isn't guaranteed. They're yeah. all options. Yeah. After this year. So, uh, absolutely. And they, it's I not would. like they didn't like Jock. They like we heard. You know, they just couldn't come to terms on a dollar amount because of the limitations the Suns were up against. And Jock wanted to bet on himself and go get that bag. And he did. So it's not like there's bad blood there. Oh, my God. I Just let that happen. Let that happen. You, would, you guys would both lose your mind. Bro, I would call him on the show and be like, you're coming back. He'd be so stoked. Because I know he loved it here. Yeah. And he was really disappointed he that he, he left. He really enjoyed this fan base a lot. I don't know. We'll see. But he's making a little bit. He's making some good money. So Eight is million. it worth it at that point? Eight million. Chad is yeah. saying no. Okay. But okay. It's Nasir Little and it's a, another minimum. All right. Jock sure isn't playing well in Houston, but we saw what he could do here, in particular with Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really, are, are you bought into Nasir being... Uh, a, a rotational piece moving forward. If you are, then maybe you don't. Houston, it's, you know, but Houston, Houston would take a gamble on a guy like Nasir because he's got uh, got athleticism. Is young, could potentially help them in their in their quest to try to be in the conversation this year. And Jock's doing nothing for him. Yeah, Houston's definitely going to trade Jock. I, I I can't see a scenario where they keep that amount of salary on the books. For somebody that they're barely playing five minutes a game, I just the chat would agree. I would assume now everybody's talking about his eight million dollar contract. That's hefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you technically you would only be locked into that for this year. Yeah. So and if he really, if he didn't really like what he brought to the yeah, and if he didn't really like what he brought to the table, you could just cut him loose, mm-hmm. which would be shitty for the second year in a row. It would be. I'd be sad for that, but. We'll keep an eye out. We got, like I said, we got five weeks, which means in theory we could have four or five trade machine Tuesdays. And uh, we'll run through all uh, of the fun. Hold on real quick. He checked. No, he did not. He said, oh, come on. Jock picked say? the bag over the Suns and your guys' show, LMAO. That's not what happened. Mm-hmm. The Suns offered him a contract and then yanked it at the last minute and opted to, to let him go because they wanted to go a different direction. That's what happened. So it's not because Jock chose to go somewhere else. Jock thought that they had a deal. And it was kind of one of those situations, too, where they were waiting on, who was it? Uh, One of the Lopez brothers. um, Robin. Robin. Robin, thank you. For his contract to kind of get figured out because he was going to grab a lot of the money for that position, of course, um, within free agency. And also... Even if Jock did take the bag over the Suns and the show, wouldn't you? 
Don't lie and say you wouldn't because yeah. you know you would. Hell if yeah. I said, hey, you can have one, one and a half million dollars to stay here or you can have eight million dollars and go there. You bet you're behind. You're taking that eight million dollars. Some of y'all are leaving so, for five grand or like another five dollars an hour. Like, stop. Hey. Like, I mean, listen, I have no loyalties here. If somebody wants to offer me more money, I'm you give I'm me talking. eight million dollars. Please, please, Blink if you're in trouble. Look, Jock, we chose not to have Jock here. Still, we could have we could have a Houston Rockets segment once a week or once a month with Jock if we wanted. We don't want to. Y'all are crazy if you think Jock and Eubanks are the same player. Like, did you not watch last year? Wait, you guys are quiet? Like, no, am I, I wrong? agree with you. No, no I, I don't think they're the same player by any means. Um, I also don't know that I would say that. I mean, I think Jock is an upgrade for sure, but I don't know that it's like leaps and bounds better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't think he's like. I, I'm I, not like, trying to I throw shade. I'm just think, saying. I don't like, think he's leaps and bounds better, but I do think he's. he's again, listen, we just talked about DA and Nurk. And some mm -hmm. players are just a better fit for your system. Yeah. Jock would be a better fit for your system. That's a fair. million percent. We've seen it happen. I don't think Eubanks is a, a great fit for this system. No. But you know what is a great fit? Empire Today and all your flooring, flooring needs. With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, and quick and professional installation. I don't know if you guys can see it, but we had Empire today come in. Flooring. And oh, yeah, look at that beautiful flooring. It's gorgeous. Put in a new floor here in our studio, and it's so nice. It's gorgeous. It's so nice. So if you are looking to upgrade the floors in your home, make sure you check out our friends over at Empire today. And you can utilize their really cool uh, floor visualizer at empiretoday.com slash phnx. And it's basically just like our floor cam where you can see what the floor will look like in your home so you can schedule a free in-home estimate today and you can receive a 350 dollars off discount when you use the promo code phnx restrictions apply see empiretoday.com slash phnx for details <laughs> we in the chat said they steady talking about these small ass centers who else do you want us to talk about? <laughs> we're beast. There's not a shack out there that we're trading for. Well, yeah, well, there, there's, we're we're working within limitations yeah, here. We I mean, we, only got so we much don't money. have yeah, it's all the options in the world. Unfortunately, it's called balling on a budget. You have limited talent you can move and limited money that yeah. you can move. Like there's only so much you can do. Cashem, like he said, both Eubanks and Jock bo are both mid. Azubuke is just fine. He's big enough to bang with Jokic too. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. As much as I love Yudoka, I don't know that love I him. would say that. Jokic would tear him up. Yeah. I don't know about that one. He just passed right over the top of him. Um, <laughs> but you can get tickets to the Suns games and you can watch all of these guys on Game Time. Uh, game Time is the best place for last minute ticket deals. And it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. I've used Game Time quite a bit over the last year because not only does it work for sporting events, but it also works for concerts and other ticketed events throughout um, the country. And honestly, it's just so simple. I think that's the reason why I like it so much. Like the app is easy. You get to see everything. You have the like camera view where you can see exactly what your seat is going to look like. 
It's just easy. And I love that for all of us. So you can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the, da- the Game Time app, create an account, and save some money by using that code PHNX. With that code, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account and redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, we're going to round out today's show with some resolutions for our Phoenix Suns in 2024 in honor of the new year. You guys got any resolutions that you think the Suns should uh, put on their list? Yeah. How about stop turning the ball over? That's a I think that's one. the first one. Yeah. And they, they've, they've started to do that a little bit. Um, last two games were much better. They were so sloppy at the beginning of the season. If they can shore that up, it gives them more opportunities, more possessions, more shots at the rim. Let's just not throw the ball away. Yeah. For me, it's health is one, mm-hmm. a healthy, happy 2024. Uh, and then not drinking because it's a holiday the day before the game. <laughs> would uh, I think last night felt like it was a little bit of a New Year's hangover for a lot of people. Uh, I'd prefer that not happen again. Yeah, I agree. I think um, for me, it's just... Uh, we got our mojo back, right? The vibes are high again. If something, if you you find yourself in a tough spot, I think 2024, the remainder at least of this season, is the year to not allow that to be heavy on your shoulders, right? We we went through enough of that in 2023. No matter what happens, I need them to keep their heads up because they play better basketball and we all have more fun when they don't let things like that bring them down. Yeah, true. I agree. So, uh, Eli said one of my resolutions should be to bring the purple pants back. If the people want them, I'll bring them back for tomorrow night's game. Oh, all right. Big game, Tracy's big match. hair on the back of her neck yeah. just stood up like the Spidey sense. Yeah, her ears she, are hey, burning they now. May, they actually may be burned already. I haven't looked in the closet, so they <laughs> might not be there, but I'll try to do that for all of you tomorrow. Yeah, so fingers crossed. Nash said their uh, resolution this year is to just outscore the opponent every game. <laughs> That's a good one. Solid. I'm not mad at it. Uh, Fingers crossed we get a good 2024 for the Phoenix Suns and all of us, too, because let's be honest, a lot of our uh, enjoyment in life, all of our uh, extracurriculars, the entertainment dollars that we put out into the space revolve around the Suns. So we would like to have a nice year. I wouldn't even. Well, yes, that is true. But I also think it just revolves around good basketball. Fair. I want to see good basketball. I don't really care. I, at the end of the day, if I see two teams playing at a high level and it's just good, solid basketball, I'm okay with the result. But if I see, you know, if, when the Suns were playing sloppy and, you know, just kind of throwing the ball around and not really – it didn't look like they were like a million percent locked in, that's when I start to get really irritated. So let's just yeah. – let's just I just want good ball. That's good all. Basketball. I mm-hmm. mean, good basketball in theory should lead to wins too. Mm-hmm. So you would, you would hope so. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us today. If you're here on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button before you head out. If you are listening wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe because it helps us out a lot. And we really appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll have a pregame show 30 minutes before tip off. But until then, you can give the show a follow on social at phnx underscore sons. For everyone asking about a Kevin Durant update, we have not heard from the team yet on injuries. But we might get an update later this evening. And if we do, we will absolutely put it out on social. He's so, again, tomorrow. make sure you're following. He's playing tomorrow. 
I think so. But ain't no way he ain't playing tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, you can follow me on social at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul on your score bookman. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. No, you can't get uh, CP3 if he's bought out. It's against the rules based on his salary. Oh, and he's washed. Hoi, hoi. Ooh.